morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, March 19th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week trying to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Friday, and I hope you have a restful or exciting weekend ahead of you, whichever you prefer. But before we get into the scripture, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we know that it is your mercy and your grace that lifts us up, that brings us out of the darkness and into the light. God, we thank you that you are the one who pursues after us with your love. May we not run away, but run toward your goodness. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Friends, this is from the 27th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 39 through 46, as Jesus speaks while on the cross. Those who passed by derided Jesus, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priest also, along with scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants to. For he said, I am God's son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From about noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock... Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemma, Sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, where is the worst smelling place you have ever been? (laughs) I'm going to say anywhere my brothers were between the ages of 9 and 14. (laughs) <laughs> five years is a long time to be in the worst smelling place it was it was it was pretty bad um others were uh you know i've changed some pretty bad diapers in my day what about you yeah i mean it's probably gotta be in high school wrestling we had a oh. we had a row of lockers where all the wrestlers so had the same and you know, for wrestling practice, they would turn the heat up to about 85, and so just sopping wet, and then kids would shower, and so all their nasty wet clothes would be with their nasty wet towel. And I am regretting that I wrote this question. Yeah. Like, seriously it, regretting it. I hope this, just the idea of this stench sticks with you for the rest of the day. Yeah, that's really awful. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think this is a great segue into our actual question. <laughs> right, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus feeling forsaken. Like, oh, yes. Why does Jesus feel forsaken uh, on the cross? And, and how does that relate to how we feel forsaken? 
So I think the best way to understand forsaken is to um, substitute the word abandoned. Hmm. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Um, I imagine that Jesus feels that way because he's being crucified. And it's hard to imagine that sort of pain. It's hard to imagine being so derided and um, scorned by other people. Um, And so I imagine in the depths of Jesus's pain, even he felt abandoned. Um, And I will say that there have certainly been times when I have felt abandoned also. But with the benefit of hindsight, I also know that I never really was, that God was always there. What do you think about Jesus's crying out about being forsaken? Yeah, so, you know, we as a church are very good at talking about Jesus's divinity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And sometimes we're not so great about talking about his humanity. Um, and, and we don't know how those lines cross over. You know, did was Jesus omnipotent? I don't know. What Did he know the future? Did he know exactly how he was going to die? We don't know. According to scripture, we, we know that he knows he's going to die, but we don't know. It doesn't, he doesn't seem to know the exact manner in mm-hmm. which he's going to die. And, you know, sometimes as humans, even when we know a trial or tribulation is, is upcoming, when we know a difficulty is upcoming, being in it is very different totally. from knowing what it's going to be like. And so Jesus is experiencing all those feelings that we as humans experience when we are at the very lowest of lows. Uh, in his case, probably deeper than what the vast majority of human experience has. Um of this, and in that he feels uh, abandoned. You know, it, the the pain of again on Monday we talked about. It, it's not just emotional; it's physical. It's it's all aspects of what it means to be human that he is feeling the depths of. Um, and so, as someone who is fully human, Jesus doesn't want to be there, <laughs> and and that leads to when, especially when we're in places we don't want to be, that certainly makes us feel like we have been left behind or left out. I um, also think that Jesus is taking part of a very faithful um, biblical tradition. You know, that verse, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is from Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. And the whole of the Psalms have Psalms of joy and Psalms of praise, but there are also Psalms of lament Mm -hmm. and there are Psalms of anger and there are Psalms of abandonment. And so for the psalmist to experience life and even take the negative stuff to God is an act of faith. Yeah. To feel abandoned, but still say, why have you abandoned me, acknowledges that there's a God, and that is a faithful act. And so I feel like even in the midst of suffering, Jesus is modeling for us what a faithful act is in that place of abandonment. It's just, you know, we don't talk about that a lot, anger and despair. Part of that, I think, is because nobody needs help experiencing suffering. Um, We all have that in our own way. 
But part of it is also because it's just uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think to experience those things and to take our doubts and our hurt and all of those yucky emotions, to take even those to God, to cry out to God is an act of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not fun to talk about pain and, and hurt and, and feeling and frustrations and anger. It's certainly not uh, an enjoyable experience, which is probably why we push those away. But they are our experiences. They yes. are what we feel on a daily basis. Uh, and so uh, that to incorporate that, that can't be separate from our life of faith. That can't be separate from our spirituality. Our spirituality can't just be uh, when things are good um, or we're pushing away the, the fear. And that can be this part of life. And we try to compartmentalize that. And Jesus is showing us that all of life to bring that to God is faithful. Yes. I will tell you that um, when I was ordained, a really good friend of mine I respect preached my ordination sermon. And her ordination sermon was best summed up this way. She said, um, you will be called on to comfort people in terrible situations. You will be called to celebrate with them. And you will be called to tell them the gospel. But you have to tell yourself first. And I find that suffering and some of these other feelings are times when I need to tell myself the gospel because I forget. Even I forget. And I'm also really good at believing it for you, but maybe not for myself. Yeah. And this is and this is the gospel. This is the good news that that in our anger and our frustration and our suffering that Jesus is is right there along with us even when we don't see him. That's why we come to these verses to know, to be comforted, to to realize that Jesus is present in all of those. And though we may not realize it in the heat of our emotional distress, um, we come back to these moments to prepare to uh, reflect and, and look where where was God's grace in the midst of that. And God created all of humanity. God created everything that we are and will experience. And then God just says, bring it to me and find your comfort in me. I can't conceive of a God who would be like, I only want to hear from you when it's going well, Brett. That's the only time. But I do think we say that to each other as Christians. Only tell me the good stuff. Um, Don't slide into the pew and say, let me tell you all the ways I've screwed up this week. Yeah. And then especially as humans we don't want to be that vulnerable uh with others or even ourselves and certainly not with god um and so uh that is exactly what you said an act of faith to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. with god i think the emotion that i struggle to take to god the most is anger Mm -hmm. when i am angry it never occurs to me to say oh lord i am so angry but and i need you here you know what i mean i just yeah 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 it's 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 especially anger is those scary moments when we're like we feel we may lose control uh, in that anger and so that is when we most need to look to god well we're going to close with a quote from bell hooks a generous heart is always open always ready to receive our going and coming In the midst of such love, we need never fear abandonment. This is the most precious gift true love offers, the experience of knowing we always belong. 
Thank you all for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.